What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kund, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Chris Fetterspiel. Who's a co-founder of Blackthorn.io? Welcome to the show. How's it going? Pretty good. Thanks for having me on here, Matt. It's uh, it's nice to be t- able to talk to everybody here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on and learn more about what you're working on over at uh, your company. So, for people that haven't heard of of Blackthorn, what are you working on? Um, what what's Blackthorn.io? We make uh, apps for the Salesforce.com platform on the App Exchange around event management and payments across all different types of companies that use Salesforce. So let's say I work for a large company that that uses Salesforce. Kind of walk me through a little bit about what I could potentially do with 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 uh, with your software, your company. I guess what's the user experience of some of your like average customers? Sure. So a lot of higher ed institutions use our events app to do admissions and part of the student journey. Nonprofits do it for a lot of educational type of purposes for fundraising or whatnot. For our payments application, you can think of it as a way to be able to transact a payment without leaving your base system. So Tony Robbins and their organization uses it where if you want to attend one of their events, you can call up and say, hey, I want to attend the event. I'll do the transaction over the phone. Or some larger organizations use it to take mobile payments in the field when they repair certain manufacturing systems. And walk me through a little bit about the the origin story here. Why did you decide to kind of get started with this? And what's the origin story? Yeah, my co-founders and I started it for two reasons. At the time, there wasn't an app on the salesforce.com platform that integrated with Stripe. So we wanted to do something really easy that could do that. And we also wanted to have an event management specific application. So we built the payments app with the thought that it's going to be the base layer for events. So our events app actually uses the payments application. It's not actually two separate stacks. And, you know, as you've kind of gone down this path, sounds like you're kind of scratching your own itch for a bit. Um, But like, you know, now that, you know, it's a company, what have been some of the things that you've learned along the way as you've been working? You know, it could be about the Salesforce ecosystem or, you know, just company building, team building, you know, what have you learned so far? Yeah, I forget who said it a while ago. Maybe it was Paul Graham or Sam Altman that everything breaks in threes. So every time something triples, something breaks. So When we went from around 10 people to 30 people, every single thing broke, every process we have. And now we got some uh, non-dilutive financing. We're trying to scale to 100 by the end of next year. So we're restructuring everything we have now, every piece of software, every process, reporting structure, 
the way that our builds work with the products. And the first time it happened, it was a surprise and now it's expected. So hopefully it will go better, but it's certainly not easy. As someone who, who's kind of go, going into potentially the, like a first restructuring as my company is, you know, you know quite a bit smaller, what, you know, and if anyone's listening in, in that stage, what's, uh, do you have any advice for someone who's in a rapidly scaling company on how they can like, not avoid these, 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 uh, these kind of growing pains, but ultimately plan for them and, and, and get ahead of them and kind of uh, make them as smooth as possible when you have to make the transition? Yeah, the first thing that comes to mind is as the CEO, you might think that you can, even though you can do it, uh, you should do it. That is not the case. Uh, try to have every conceivable thing that you're doing not be done by you because invariably you will always have more things to do, even though you can do it try to have other people to do it and have them own it. Put your trust in them and manage them by metrics. Give them a metric they need to hit and they will execute to whatever metric it is that you're holding them to. I like that. I mean, you got to like put faith in your team in order to, to grow past a certain size, uh, a certain size. So no, that kind of leads me to, to, to a, another natural question, which is if you're trying to ultimately offload whatever you're doing to someone else, you can do something else. I'm curious, what does that, what does your day-to-day look like? Um, you know, as you wake up, you know, what are you spending time on? Is it shipping code, is sales, fundraising, you know, what, what, what's a day in life? I forget who said it. It might've been Aaron Levy who said that you as the CEO, you go to wherever you're needed the most. So currently we're hiring for someone to take over for me for product. So I can work on some higher level stuff and they do more granular stuff. And now we're trying to scale outbound. So I'm injecting myself in some of the outbound process and some of our customer onboarding, I'm working with our teams to make that a bit more rigid. So once those three, three things are good, then I go back to seeing different aspects. How do we do better budgeting and financing and whatnot? So they all have to get done all the time, but it's, you know, there's not enough time to do it. So what is the biggest thing that's needed in order to move the company forward is where I end up. And if you were to kind of take the day-to-day zoom out a bit, five, 10, 15 years, what would you say the big vision is here and, and what direction are you growing in for, for Blackthorn and kind of what will this look like in a decade or two? Yeah, um, the event space is very interesting. So payments is an infrastructure component and that's being hit from from everywhere. Events, even though a lot of companies are doing events, they're all taking different routes and there's a humongous amount of funding being plowed into the space right now across this concept of doing virtual, but it's it's going to become hybrid. It's going to go into a community because people want interactions while events aren't occurring to get this offline community-driven experience. They want it to be authenticated and people that use Salesforce, they have all their customers' data so they can offer a different type of experience than usual. So I think going forward, there's a, there's a pretty big opportunity to scale events across an ecosystem that hasn't really been tapped yet for this because every brand that exists needs a way to connect with their customers. And so far it's it's been, very disconnected in other systems and there isn't a cohesive way to see all of your customer data across an event really yet for sure i, th- I think there there's a lot of a lot of possibility there a lot lots to build out which kind of leads me you know t- to ask in order to make that happen and, and fill the gaps and b- build a build a great company you need some help right it takes a village to make a startup work and scale so my question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help? Are you hiring? Are you raising money? Are you, you know, looking for partners or customers? How can we assist? 
Yeah, we're hiring for every single role right now that, that there is. Um, engineering is doubling and then all the other roles are, are expanding and like any growing company, if, if outbound gets figured out or marketing gets figured out somehow, it's just a math problem. So that's the piece that's going to come soon to get a lot of additional funding. But I would love to hear for in-person company retreats, what have been the most effective things that companies have done to get employee engagement and that have been the most rewarding for employees. And then if someone, you know, wants to get in touch or learn more, find you online, where can they find you? Do you have a website, social media, email? Uh, how can they get in touch? Yeah, they can just email me. It's just chris at blackthorn.io. It's usually the easiest way. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Matt, thanks so much for having me on here.